This has the potential to be an unmitigated disaster. So we'll see how it goes. But basically, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a phone number. You will send me a text message with your name and your question, whatever you'd like to talk about. Then I will send you a link, and when you click that link, it will give you it will give me video and audio of you. So, and everyone else will be able to see you as well. So I'm gonna wait here a few minutes because I'll have to. I kind of have to go through and explain how this is gonna work. <clears throat> so in the meantime, uh, let me go ahead. Well, our sponsors are on the screens. So let me go ahead and talk about our sponsors Pittsburgh Power brought to you and they bring you the Blue Ribbon podcast every week and we've had a relationship with Pittsburgh Power for a very long time we uh, we used their products long before our sponsorship relationship was uh, was created uh, because they have stuff that works um, all, all, most of our trucks have Pittsburgh Power parts on them we run the catalyst in anything newer than 2007 um, we're stocking distributors of the Max Mileage Catalyst, uh, OPS. We've, we've had OPS on our trucks since 2009 or 10. Um, so we're firm believers in that product. So we'd like to thank Pittsburgh Power for bringing you the show. So let's see here. All right. We got one. There's Amber watching on TikTok. Um, I post, speaking of TikTok, uh, I posted, a video today that um, was a response to a comment. So um, I was on vacation last week, and this week I was recovering from vacation. And um, so I had kind of left it alone for a couple weeks. I hadn't posted anything. And uh, so I posted a picture of this truck um, that one of our partners has bought, paid $3,000 for it, needs a motor, needs some other stuff, but it don't need anything, any other truck would normally get as a part of our, uh, you know, rehabilitation process. So, which I knew it would get the troll stirred up on TikTok. Hell, that's why I did it, right? So I posted about this truck like on September 19th. And then, you know, I've watched slowly as the comments have come through. Um, obviously, people don't know what we do, don't know why we do it. They're just driving by and they're seeing something. And so there was this comment over and over and over again about, Oh, well, at least the tires are worth $3,000. Well, y'all know us, and you know me. I'm not going to haul freight on a truck with junk tires. And this this thing's got cheap Chinese junk, probably a 200 rolling resistance. And so I thought, all right, well, what's the best way to come back on the map? So I replied to one of those comments about the tires, and I said, with these tires right here, uh, we're going to throw these tires in the garbage. Um because these tires would cost us $10,000 a year in fuel. So no, these, these T stars are junk. They're, they're going straight in the garbage and oh my God. Um, the, the comment section is absolutely on fire. That video is a hundred thousand views in like three hours. The other one was at 400,000. So, um, uh, so, you know, I posted it and then I posted another one because there was a, the other theme, the other theme and thread in the comments was, well, I'd like to see the driver. You'll get to drive that piece of crap. 
And so I, re, I, I re applied to that one too. It's not getting as many as many views as, I mean, people are absolutely beside themselves at the idea that I would take these good tires and throw them away and they're garbage. They're absolute garbage. Um, and so no, I mean, people are like, Oh, I'll, I'll come and buy them. Okay. Well, come on and buy them. But the, the bottom line here is that truck will never haul freight for us with those tires because they're garbage junk. I don't, I don't even think they're re, uh, re, uh, what you call it, recaps. I think they're virgin rubber, but they're garbage. Um, and so, I mean, in a, in especially, I mean, we're, we're in a time right now where fuel is up and rates are down. Okay. And I want you to imagine if, if I came up to you and said, I will give you $10,000 if you'll, if you'll change your tires. Okay. Um, and, and we're talking the difference, probably, probably 300 ish, three to $400 per tire difference in price. Um, but you only pay that once, right? And a, and a good set of drives, if you keep them properly inflated, should last you three years. If you take care of them, if you rotate them, if you properly inflate them, <clears throat> you should get three years out of a set of drive tires. Okay. So let's say you went with the higher quality Michelin, either a dual or a single. The, the, the rolling resistance numbers are very, very similar. Um, but let's say you went with, uh, you know, our, our, our singles right now are about 1200 bucks. And if we were duels, we're about 1250, 1300 for, for, so, so, you know, you're looking at, uh, probably five grand to buy a whole set of drives. Okay. Versus 4,000 for the cheap tires. Okay. But let's say it's a $1,500 spread. Let's say it's 5,000 for good tires, 3,500 for cheap tires. In the first year alone, not only will you get the money back that you spent the extra $1,500, he'll call it 2,000. You're going to save probably another 7,000. Uh, and then the next year, well, the tires are already paid for, but seven to $10,000. Uh, I mean, think of a team, you know, uh, the amount of money that you can save by just making a different decision. I want those tires versus I want those tires. That, that, that's the only difference. Uh, now we run super singles. I know you hate them. I don't care. Okay. Um, because everything, everything that I see in our comment sections, mainly on TikTok, because again, those of you at YouTube, y'all been with us for a while. We're kind of preaching to the choir on YouTube, but on TikTok, I mean, there's bless their hearts. There's just people minding their own business. They're just scrolling through their phone. And all of a sudden a lunatic pops up and says something crazy. And they're, they're beside themselves. They don't know how to respond to it. But we run super singles, okay? I don't care what you think about super singles. No, they're not worse in the winter. I ran New York and Pennsylvania for three years straight, never spun a wheel, okay? Never got stuck, never got hung up, never had a problem running New York, Pennsylvania for three solid years, uh, running my dedicated run. And I was light. I was, I was never heavier than 15,000 pounds. 
And hell, a lot of times I come home empty. So they're not worse than the snow. Uh, no, you can't limp it in. Uh, but in all of the years, I'm gonna think about this. We have 10 trucks in the system right now. So on average, we're probably going to turn a million miles a year per truck. Uh, I was looking earlier. I think we're going to be about 700,000, 750,000 because the trucks haven't been uh, completely utilized this year. We've had some sitting for whatever reason. Um, but let's just take that number, 700,000 a year. Okay. Larry's been doing this since 2009. Um, we've run millions of miles with super singles. And I think we've had five blowouts. Five. Okay. So let's just say, um, let's just say uh, 2010 to 2023 is 13 years of 700,000 miles. The money that we have saved in fuel alone from running those tires has more than paid for the service call for somebody to bring us a tire. So anyway, but again, we made that decision because of this, okay? That y'all, especially for y'all on TikTok, this is the BSE nine thousand. This is the bullshit eliminator, okay? When you come at we move with bullshit, I'm gonna come at you with the numbers. Uh, the numbers say this guy right here says that purchasing good tires, you can have duels if you want to. They make good duels, okay? They make good low rolling resistance duels. If you want to run them until your precious heart's content, okay? But just by making a different decision and paying a little bit more up front for the tires, it's going to save you thousands of dollars in fuel. Um, one of my other favorite things to do is, and I need to get Evan and Jared on here, um, and, and especially for those of y'all on TikTok, I, I need to introduce you to some of our drivers so you can understand why they're here. Because we're not here to haul freight. Hauling freight is what we do to pay the bills. But that's not why we're here. I, I, we're not looking for somebody to just, you know, get in a truck and haul freight. We all have a mission here. Our mission is to help people uh, uh, achieve that ultimate freedom of being self-employed. Um, and so... That's why we do what we do. So I'm not, you know, when people say, well, I wouldn't drive that truck, good, because I probably wouldn't hire you, right? Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in this business. I don't have this job um, to babysit truck drivers and, and haul freight. I'm here to change people's lives. That's, what I, that's why I do what I do. Be, beyond anything else, I am a freedom advocate, Okay, I want you to be as free as you can possibly be. I want you to be free from the slavery of employment. I want you to be free from the slavery of, uh, of being a corporate slave, driving one of their stupid lease trucks, paying their bills and making them rich while you starve to death. That's why I do what I do. So, um, Richie Matthews, I stopped washing my feet in the fuel islands windshield wash bucket to be here listening. That boy ain't right. Um So again, we make decisions based on data. Oh, here's a fascinating for let me find my let me find my phone. I took a screenshot. Uh, do y'all do y'all look at Facebook memories? I think Facebook memories are absolutely fascinating. So that's one of the first things I do. Uh, kind of when I wake up in the morning is I look at Facebook memories. Uh, cuz sometimes it just gives you a great perspective. Okay? 
so on September 29th of 2014, I had posted from the TA in Bloomsbury, New Jersey. I had, uh, I wasn't using fuel gauges. I was using some app on my phone, but I tracked my fuel mileage. And I was very proud of the fact that I had gotten 8.88 mile per gallon in my 2007 Freightliner Century, 14-liter Detroit, 10-speed Rockwell 358s. And good dual tires. I had, uh, what I have? I had Yokohamas, I think. Uh, no, that's wrong. I had the uh, I had the Michelin Eco. What's that called? M seven thirteen, maybe. Anyway, that's pretty much all I'd done to the truck. I put good tires on it. Okay, so on that date, uh, September 29th, twenty fourteen, the price, the retail price of the fuel was three dollars ninety three cents, three ninety three nine. Okay, and I paid three twenty four including fuel tax, okay? So I got about a 70 cent discount. So the the retail price was 393. 1 year later, on September 29, 2015, I had reposted the post from the year before and I paid 225. Okay? So I paid 324 on September 29, 2014. On September 29, 2015, I paid 225. I paid a dollar less. So I opened up um, Landstar 1, and I looked. The pump price today, or on that day, on 29th, yesterday, the pump, uh, the pump price was $4.95. So it was a dollar higher. But yet the net was four, like four ten, right? So basically 10 Years ago, the net price of that fuel was about 70 cents higher than it was today. But the but the year in 2015, it had gone down a dollar. I say that to say this. Data, good data will give you much better perspective because it's not a guess, right? It's it's not a feeling. Oh, well, it seems like, you know, back when such and such was in office, you know, fuel was this. Well, the, the, the reality of that was most of that's absolutely not true. Um, so I just, it's just one of those things that I found interesting. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, here's a question and Rocky's answer. This is on YouTube. Does the amount of savings you save the first year on brand new tires that you use go down the second and the third year as the tread go down? No. Um, as the tire and Rocky says, as the tire wears, it gets harder and tread gets stiffer and will increase fuel mileage as it gets older. So yeah, we see that. We'll actually see our fuel mileage drop a little bit with brand new tires because they're kind of rubbery and you'll feel them. You know, they'll feel kind of kind of loose. You know. Uh, but as that rubber wears down, your fuel mileage increases. Um, so the savings increase over time. Um, let's see. I'm trying to do a lot of different things at once. Uh, lower rolling resistance also means leader st static friction, and lower traction. No, it doesn't. Again, I personally ran super singles for three years in the Northeast. 
running from West Virginia to Pennsylvania and New York and back every single week. Um, hell, I remember one time I used to go to this farm. It's kind of a farm. It was a uh, uh, like a construction supply place, and I would take windows to them. And when I would pull up in front of their building, I'd have to back down over the hill by a silo to get turned around. And it came, I've got video of it somewhere. It came an unbelievably horrendous blizzard. Like you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. I mean, it was just, I was all tied up and, you know, my doors were flying. So I get stuff unloaded and I thought, well, I'm going to back down over that hill and that's going to be it. I back down over the hill put it in gear. I was spinning, obviously, but you'd have been spinning in anything because it was a torrential blizzard. But I just dug around a little bit, shoved it in higher gear, dumped the clutch, pushed it to the floor, and right up the hill I went and out. I just, I, I can only, I can only speak from my own experience, right? I never had a single problem with traction as long as I have driven trucks. I had never driven a truck with singles until I came here in March of 2018. No difference. I could not tell any difference whatsoever. Um, can you tell me how you save 15,000 from tire size? No. Number one, I don't exaggerate nothing because I've got data. Okay. We track every single fill up on every single truck we run. Um, and have back to 2009 or 10. Okay, we literally have the data for millions of miles, and it's not tire size, it's tire construction. It's tire construction. It's how the, the, the tire is built, how the sidewalls are built, how the tread is built. The tire has a lower rolling resistance, okay? Every time a tire moves, it, it there's resistance there, okay? So these cheap junk tires from China or wherever they're from, Okay, Michelin. Michelin makes the best tire and the worst tire. So just because it has Michelin on the side of it doesn't mean anything. It has to be a specific Michelin, a specific Bridgestone, a specific Yokohama that are built to have a lower rolling resistance. Every time that tire rolls over, there's less resistance. Resistance is, is friction, and friction eats up fuel mileage. So that's why... We run these tires, again, because of this. That's why we run these tires. No other reason. Uh, now, I will tell you that now my personal preference has shifted. I hate duels with a passion. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them. So I, I, my, it started out I didn't have a dog in the flight and I didn't really care. You know, I knew why, when I came to work for Larry I, uh, and I got to know who he was and where he came from, I knew I was going to be running super singles because it made the most sense. And so I get in the truck with super singles, never had a problem, never had a blowout, never had any issues. Okay. Now that I'm over on this side and the management side and I'm actually turning wrenches and I'm actually changing tires and dealing with them, I hate duels. I hate with every fiber of my being. I hate dual tires. I give me singles. I, I'll, it, for, for me and my preference, everything about them is easier to deal with, but that's my preference. Now we, we, when we run singles, we make sure they're properly inflated. So we don't have blowouts. Last time we had a blowout, 
it was it was actually because of the wheel, not because of the tire. Um, th- that was that was why we 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 had the issue, and we found out after the second blowout, it was because of the wheel. Uh, DL, what are your thoughts about flying out of state to buy a truck? Would you buy a used truck in California and drive it back to Kentucky or whatever state that a new owner would be operating from? I don't know. I mean, if a truck is in California and I'm going to drive it back to Kentucky, it better be one hell of a deal. I want one hell of a deal. That's a long way. That's a long way to have a problem. That's a long way to deal with trip permits and insurance. Um, so I, we try to keep them local within three to 500 miles so I can go. Because I'll just, now that we have a toter, I'll just go after it and drag it back here. I don't have to deal with the insurance and the trying to get a permit or a trip permit or that kind of garbage. That, that's, that's, that's hard to deal with. Um, so I, I would not drive or fly to California uh, and drive a truck back to Kentucky. That's it's that's too far. Uh, what is the purpose of the Lucas oil stabilizer counter truckers at the diner? We're preaching how good it is. Um, the only time that we will use Lucas oil stabilizer is if we get an oil sample that shows coolant intrusion. We'll throw a gallon in there to protect the bearings, but we're going to shut that truck down immediately and find whatever the source of coolant intrusion is and fix it. Um, but that stuff pours like molasses. Okay. So we're running a thin 5W40 full synthetic oil in our engines, again, for better fuel mileage, less friction. It's the same principle as running the better tires. Um, that stuff's like pouring molasses in your oil. So, no, it, it I'm not going to use that. Um, uh, I'm not going to use that for for that. Spilly built, I know a century for sale right now for 10K, 13-speed Detroit with 640,000 miles. Wow. Um, well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, a century. I'm either going to take a scan gauge with me or if it has on the – because this gray truck that, the, that we bought uh, that I'm rehabbing right now, the guy advertised it with like 900,000 miles. Well, I got in to push the button on the odometer to get over to the ECM mileage, and it actually had 1.7. Because in a big truck, especially in a Freightliner, and when you change that cluster, um, it doesn't match the ECM mileage. So really what you want to know is the ECM mileage. If you plug a scan gauge into it, you can tab through the settings, and it'll show you the ECM mileage. Now, that's not guaranteeing anything because we have a truck I was working on today that for some reason the Detroit shop flashed the ECM and the ECM mileage went back to zero. So the ECM mileage says that truck has 190,000 on it. The The odometer on the dash says 330 and hell, it's probably got close to 2 million, right? So it's not, it's not really, um, not, not really a, a guarantee of how many miles one has on it. Uh, I mean, I have a friend, he, now he was after an 84 inch classic. This was years ago, like 2013, probably. Um, he wanted a specific truck, 2000 or 2001 Freightliner, 84 inch condo. He found it in Washington state, drove it to Pittsburgh power to have the motor redone. I mean, so you can do it. I wouldn't do it. 
right? I, because I'm again, I'm I'm always calculating for risk. Um, the risk of a breakdown, the risk of you know DOT because you're driving a truck with no plates, um, trying to get insurance, um, you know, just to get bobtail only insurance. All right, it's going to be hard to get physical damage. Well, what if you wreck it? You know, I mean, it's just a lot of risk involved there of, um, you know, uh, yeah, the enabler is in my comment section. And I have, and I have photographic evidence, okay, just because Frank, the photographer, uh, got me pictures uh, of everything that he took. And I have photographic evidence of her sliding that blue drink over to me at the, at the event. So... Uh, what cold PSI do we try to run? So we want to run in a single 130 at 70 degrees, right? So that means if it's 40, it's going to change because pressure drops 3% for every 10 degrees of, of, of ambient temperature. So I've got, I made a chart, but 130 in our, in our singles, um, at 70 degrees. So if it's 90 degrees, it's got to be a different number. And if it's 40 degrees, it's a different number. But it's at 70 degrees cold, it's 130 PSI. Uh, we run 115 in steers, and I think it's one, if Rocky's on here, he can tell us. I think in a, a dual, I think it's one, 110 or 115. Mike Beckett does a fantastic job in his presentation because you have to remember, truck tire pressure is based on load, okay? It's based on load. So if you look at the side of a tire, on a truck tire, it says max pressure at load, okay? And each of the tires are made to carry a specific amount of weight, all right? A car tire just says maximum pressure. Period. So if I go out to my pickup truck, I think it's 44 PSI max on my on my pickup truck. But on my big truck, it says max load at or max pressure at load. Well, as the load changes, the pressure would have to change, right? And the temperature, and it's very very complicated. But and there it is. Rocky says 10 percent, 10 PSI over whatever's on the sidewall. So if the sidewall says 100, put 110. If it says 110, put 120. Just 10% over whatever's on the sidewall because underinflation is what kills tires, not overinflation. Um, maximum load at minimum pressure. Right. So it's, but you can't, you can't go, oh, well, it says 120. Well, that's, that's the minimum pressure that you can run for whatever the load is, right? And then the tire, based on width and tread design and sidewall design, all that stuff's different. And then the laws vary state to state. Some states, you know, they, they, they look at width and they look at the rating of the axle and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, I have 2020 T680 with Cummins. Right now I get 6.3 to 6.5. If I switch to singles in my drives, what would I get mile per gallon average? If you are driving it correctly, okay, that should be an eight to nine mile per gallon truck, a 2020 T680 with Cummins. And listen, 
you got to hear me. I, we have a truck. We have two trucks. Well, now three because two drivers, one driver's driving a different truck. They each, Jared and Evan, each took the average mile per gallon of trucks, trucks that we already had on our fleet and increased them one mile per gallon. The engine stayed the same. The tire stayed the same. Everything about the truck was the same. You changed the driver and the fuel mileage went up one mile per gallon. Okay. So driver is a big part of it. So it depends on how you're driving, how fast are you driving it? How, how hard are you mashing the belt? Are you using cruise control? Um, so I would suggest getting a scan gauge because what a scan gauge can do is give you instant feedback on your driving style. Um, I don't use cruise control when I drive. Uh, big truck. I use it in my pickup truck, but when I'm driving a big truck, I don't use cruise control. I, I watch throttle position sensor on my scan gauge. And I try to keep that as close to 50, 55% as I can. And I don't let the truck do what it's going to do. If it speeds up, speeds up, if it slows down, it slows down, but I'm keeping even steady pressure on accelerator. Uh, and that's how I get the best fuel mileage. Um, so then when you have the tires and the air filter and the, you know, and, and the OPS and the, and the thin oil and all the stuff that we do, all of that cum cum cumulatively comes together to give you a higher fuel mileage number. Um, we had a guy in a truck that was getting four and a half. Okay. Claimed it was the truck. Got Evan in it. Instantly went up to it, it's in the high sixes. Now that truck doesn't have good tires on it. Um, and I think it needs to be tuned. Uh, it's an 18 speed, 14 liter Detroit with three twenty ones. I don't think those at rear end ratios helping it. Um, I think if it was a, I think if it had a three fifty eight, it would probably get a little better fuel mileage. Uh, and if it had better tires, but tires, you can figure somewhere between one half and one mile per gallon, uh, just by changing the tires and keeping them properly inflated. Um, and there's a place in Indianapolis, uh, called Bauer built. They'll trade your wheels out. Um, you know, if you have aluminum, if you have eight aluminums, they'll trade them out for singles. Now you probably, I know they look goofy as hell, but you really want to go with a zero offset wheel. It tucks the tires in narrower. Uh, but if you have a nine, nine and a half millimeter axle, um, you need you need to have those zero offsets so you're not getting axle flex and wearing out the inside of your tires. Um, <clears throat> did Pittsburgh Power have a scan gauge? That I believe they sell the scan gauge, but you can get it from Let'sTruck.com, and I think Iowa 80 carries them, so probably Kenley Petro's got them, and I'd say uh, Oak Grove's got them. But you can order them online; they're like two hundred bucks. Um, uh, but yeah, the axle flex, if you have a two inch offset wheel, you're pushing the wheels out two and a half inches and that axle flex, it's going to, it's going to chew up the inside of your, your drive tires. So you're better off to tuck them in. I know they look goofy as hell, but that, that is what it is. Um, okay. So let's, let's go to this potential. You, you be the, you be the guest host. Okay. So grab a pen and paper. I'm going to give you a phone number. You're going to text that phone. If you want to be on the show, you want to talk about something, you want to ask a question, you want to be a part of the process. 
um, I'm going to give you this, this, this phone number and you're going to send a text message with your name and what you want to talk about or what you want to ask. Okay. Then I will send you back a link. And when you click that link, it will open in your, on your phone, in your browser, preferably if you can use a Bluetooth headset so it doesn't sound like garbage. Okay. And then I will bring you on. We can have a conversation. Now, listen. These big-time places that do guests and calls and stuff, they have call screeners and they have producers. I got me, all right? So if you're going to ramble on about a bunch of nonsense, all right, I'm going to get that hook out, and I'm going to hook you, and you're going to be done, all right? So here's the phone number, 681-222-7986. Now, that's probably going to get me thrown off of TikTok um, because for whatever reason, they hate fucking phone numbers. But anyway... If you send a text message to that, I'll see it here on my screen. If you want to be a part of this, I'll bring you on. But you have to, uh, you have to, uh, and you, and don't call it. Do not call that number. Send a text message. Okay. Has to be a text. Now, I'm gonna. Sorry, TikTok. Well, how am I gonna do this? I have to mute TikTok when I say this because. TikTok will absolutely kill my live if it hears me say a phone number. So y'all hang on a minute. 681-222-7986. All right. Um, TikTok for y'all, I'm going to try to type it in the comments. And hopefully, um, let me see if I can be creative here. Add a comment. Uh, maybe the algorithm won't get me because for whatever reason, TikTok just, they freak out about that. Okay, so, why is that selected? Okay. So if you want to do this, that's how you do it. You send a text message to that number and, uh, and we'll do it. Let me see if I got any more comments. Much easier to talk about that type out on here. Uh, is that right? Uh, never enough. So my steers are Michelin X lines. It says 110 max cold drives. My XD 110 cold. So you're saying 120 when they heat it. No, 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 no. If you're running a X line energy D, um, uh, drive tire. You want it to be 130 PSI at 70 degrees when the tire's cold. Okay. Because if you're running a tire pressure monitor and let's say it's 70 degrees and you've got it at 130 and you go drive across West Texas and it's a hundred degrees outside, you're going to see 145 or 150 on that, 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 that tire pressure is going to increase as as temperature increases. Now, same deal. You put it on 130 at 70, and you do what I did running Pennsylvania and New York in the wintertime, and it's zero, your tire pressure monitor is going to go off for low pressure at night. So I always had to turn the damn thing off at night before I went to bed because at 3 o'clock in the morning, it would start screaming because my tires would be down at 100, 105, Right? But if I take that exact tire and I take it to 70 degrees, it's 130. But if I take it to zero, it's going to drop. 
down to 105. And the low air warning, I think, is 110. So I had to turn my tire pressure monitor off in the wintertime because it would wake me up in the middle of the night. The tires would get so low from being cold. So once you set them, don't don't mess around with them because you start watching a tire pressure monitor and you'll watch that pressure just increase, increase, increase with heat and drop, 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 drop with, um, you know, because if you if you get it to 20 degrees and you push it up to 130, when it gets to 70, it's going to be 150, right? So your benchmark is 130 PSI at 70 degrees. Uh, Will Haig, I appreciate your hard-won experience you share here. I don't currently own any of my own trucks, but I still tune in to listen and learn. We'll appreciate that, Will. Um, left lane lime train. What's the difference in all the land stars like their Inway and Ranger and a few others? Okay, so quick history lesson. There used to be five different companies. Interstate Freightways, Ranger, Gemini, Ligon, Pool. What's the other one? Anyway, in like 87, 88, they were combined together under Landstar. Okay? Well, they sold Pool to Schneider, and then they had Ranger... Enway, Gemini, Ligon. I thought there was one more. I can't think of. Anyway, eventually they dropped all the MC numbers except Enway and Ranger. And then they have one called Express America for the straight trucks. So operationally, no different. Our trucks are Enway. Some other guys is Ranger. How you operate the load you haul, nothing. There's absolutely no difference. Now, a Ranger driver can't drive an Enway truck and vice versa. So you could be leased to Landstar. Your truck blows up and you call me and say, hey, you got a truck I can run? And I'm like, are you Enway or Ranger? I'm Ranger. You can't drive my truck. You'd have to, you'd have to re-qualify as a new application, new drug test and everything, almost like you're going to work for a separate company in order to drive one of my trucks. By the way, we don't do that, just so everybody knows. Uh, we don't. We don't let people drive our trucks. Um, so really, there's no difference. Um, and, and again, I feel the same way about Landstar. I feel about Super Singles. If you don't like Landstar, I really don't give a shit. Um, I've been here since 2014. Larry's been here since 2012. Um, it's the best place for us to do what we do, how we do it. Um, and so... Um, um, I don't care what you think about Landstar. You can call it double broker, blah, 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 and Landstar and all this bullshit. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem generally. When I see people talking trash about Landstar, um, it's either they failed at Landstar, which is their fault, or they know somebody that failed at Landstar. And so I had a guy one time, like, just walked up to me. I'm at a truck stop. And uh, he goes, uh, how long you been with Landstar? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've, I've heard it sucks over there. And I'm like, well, it doesn't. Oh, well, my buddy, you know, my buddy, but, and I said, so your buddy's an idiot. Right? I, you know, I, so anyway. Um, listen, here, here's, the, here's the beauty of a Landstar. Okay? If you succeed... It's your fault. You fail, also your fault. 
Um, they are a big company and big companies come with corporate bullshit. Okay. Uh, we have, we have learned to navigate the corporate bullshit, uh, but it's the same corporate bullshit you're going to deal with any other corporation. Uh, but we lease to Landstar because it gives us the best risk management. It gives us the best cost per mile. Uh, cause there's a bunch of stuff we don't have to pay for. Um, and so we're able to keep our operating costs extremely low, ridiculously low compared to the rest of the, uh, um, the market at large. Uh, and we get to do pretty much what we want to do, how we want to do it. And nobody, nobody cares. As long as we're safe and compliant, they couldn't give a rat, rat's ass less what we do and how we do it. Um, you know, and we've built great, um, we built great relationships with great agents. You know, uh, are there some bad agents? Yeah. Uh, there's about as many bad agents as there are bad BCOs. And somehow they, they, they meet each other. The bad BCO, you know, the, the, the idiot moron that has no business being in business and will get hooked up with an agent just as dumb as he is. And they're, they're made for each other. And then the Facebook groups explode at that point. You know, um, you know, anytime I see quote, these agents, when anytime I see that in a post, I run straight to the comment section because I know it's going to be lit. All oh, these agents and these agents, you know, what's funny. I hardly ever see a post in a Landstar Facebook group about these BCOs. And I know y'all screwing shit up. I know it. I know you're not delivering on time. Hey, 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 Larry Cawthorn, what's going on, brother? Uh, you need to come and save me from myself, Larry Cawthorn, because Larry Long is in uh, Gulf Shores uh, at the beach. Uh, left me here of my own devices. Um, hey, Larry, uh, send me a, send me a text. Me if Larry, if you want to come on the show for five or 10 minutes and hang out, send me a text and I'll send you a link and you can come on the show. I'd love to have you on here for five or 10 minutes. Uh, left lane lime train BCO is land, Landstar's fancy ass term for an owner operator, business capacity owner, corporate. Okay. It's just corporate. It's just corporate nonsense. You know, they could call us owner operators, but they don't. We're BCOs. Um, uh, so yeah. Paging Larry Cawthron, paging Larry Cawthron. You are needed in the break room. Um, so anyway, um, that's where we are. Uh, let's see. Any more questions? Uh, so years ago, I, I had a conversation with Craig Fuller. He's the um, CEO, whatever, Freight Waves. And really, really nice guy. Um, really kind of visionary guy. Um, but uh, there he is. Let me get, let me get Larry Cawthorn invited in here right quick. Come on, you stupid. Um, but we, t we talked about that corporate people have a language just like truck drivers do. Right. And the, and the, and the, 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 the challenge. Okay. You know, if you watch Craig Fuller, dude can go on MS or what's it called? CNBC and talk that talk, that corporate talk. He, you know, that's their vocabulary. 
the, that big office, they have vocabulary they speak in, and then we're, then there's truck driver. Well, truck drivers speak truck driver, and corporate people speak corporate, and it's really hard sometimes to get them to communicate with one another in a language that they can easily understand. That's in a song. Cult of Personality. Living Color, 1988. You're welcome. Um, so uh, there he is. There he is. All right. Larry Cawthorn is in the house, y'all. <laughs> Give me that hey, audio man. check one time. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. There he is. He's in the house. You, you, are you staying out of trouble this evening? I am, man. I, I, I really am. Yeah. It's a plum pleasing pleasure to be on here, too. I well, just got finished changing a light in my truck. So. Oh, okay. I appreciate you. my pickup you. truck. Uh, Richie, if you're still listening, call Travis and figure out what he wants. He just tried to call me right in the middle of this podcast. Um, what have you been into, man? Um, nothing, man. I done switched the counts and, um, I'm doing, I'm hauling, uh, I'm still hauling hazmat, but just hauling, uh, transformers and stuff like that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. the, I've been, I've been turn- home every weekend. Oh, that's, I like that a lot. I've been turning wrenches all day. Um, we, I've got, oh, a, okay. I got a TikTok coming about that when we had a, we had a truck catch on fire a few weeks ago and, um, Ooh. there's a clamp on the driver's side of the series 60 that holds a, it holds a, a, a shunt line for a coolant metal coolant line. And somehow mm-hmm. somebody left a bolt out somewhere and that thing migrated its way all the way around to the other side of the engine and found its way to the positive terminal of the alternator and welded itself to it and melted all the Jeez. wiring all the way down to the starter. So that was my project for today to take all that crap out and, and uh, get that rewired. So that was a, <laughs> and I got to get it to you, but I, hey, I don't know if I could do that. I had, a, I had a problem trying to, trying to put this light bulb in a day. I'm, I'm over there sweating and everything trying to figure out <laughs> why is it so hard? I got to take all this stuff off to replace a light bulb. <laughs> oh, son, listen, I, well, I had the best teacher that's uh, ever been Carl Bonecutter. And, uh, and he mm-hmm. taught me so much, by the way, let me give everybody a quick update on Carl. Um, Carl's out of the hospital and home. Um, he still has a trach. He's still on a lot of oxygen, but his health has improved incredibly. Um, and they are talking about getting him back on the lung transplant list. So lots of prayers that have been, uh, have been answered there. Um, because man, he was, he was in really bad. I, and you'll love this. Um, I went down to visit him, my wife and I, and because uh, I had heard this great report of how much better he was doing. So we walk in the room when he's asleep, and I'm like, well, what do I do? And so I kind of nudged his arm. Well, they had talked about him talking the day before. He hadn't mm-hmm. spoken a word in four months, okay, Jeez. because he's on a full respirator, right? So I mm-hmm. go in there. Well, he, he can't talk, and he's trying to scribble stuff on the, on the, on the paper. Finally, the nurse comes in, and he sign language and – so this girl comes in and she takes this little piece of plastic and she jams it in his trach. And he goes, ain't, yeah. that, ain't that the craziest thing you ever seen? And all of a sudden you start, but that trach would allow him to speak, right? So yeah. we, we had a great conversation. And, and this will tell you the character of Carl Bonecutter, right? There's a truck that he was working on when he got sick. And the speedometer yeah. wouldn't work for whatever reason. So he got the Freightliner dealer involved. Um. And then he got so ill, he couldn't work anymore. And the truck has sat there ever since. It's been six months. 
Would you yeah. believe the first phone call he made after being able, not able to talk for four months was called that damn dealership to find out what the story was on that truck? I mean, <laughs> I'm that like, brother committed, ain't it? son, I, I listen, I wouldn't call them if they were the last people on earth, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he's yeah. going, oh yeah, listen, I, I, I laid there in that bed for four months. He's thinking about that stupid speedometer. I'm like, Carl, brother, we'll yeah. work it out, you know? yeah but uh man that's that's the character that he had and he just he turned me into a mechanic by watching him you know and so um and of course without him that's hard to find you know somebody knows what the hell they're doing so yeah Um, it is hard to find somebody man i mean it's crazy and then and the people that you do find i mean you really got to pay them because they know they you know they know they stuff oh yeah yeah it's 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 wild it's absolutely wild. Uh, so, you know, we've had some happenings in the industry over the last couple of weeks. We've got, you know, Yellow shut down and the UAWs going on strike and, uh, oh, what you call them, FMCSAs, talking about speed limiters and broker transparency. What, what you've you been watching any of that stuff? I heard about the speed limiter thing. And, I'm, and man, it's like, to me, it's like it's so much – so many restrictions and you know just try trying to hold you back is it's like man like are we gonna be able to make any money <laughs> like right man it's it's so many restrictions and things that they you know parameters that they're putting in place what they're trying to put in place you know it's like man when is this gonna stop like and what and what's the reason behind it behind putting 68 versus 70. I mean, for me, 68 is good. You know, it's cool with me, but um, because I run about 70 anyway, you know. Yeah. I don't go I don't go over that anyway because, you know, I want to save my fuel. So, <laughs> Well, it's, to me, it, it, it's, it's just nonsense. Uh, I've yeah. always viewed all of those regulations, uh, e-logs, um, all the safety stuff, um, as, 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 as the, the minority of the industry getting the government to try to regulate their competition out of business. That's the way I've always mm-hmm. seen it. I don't, you know, I don't call it a conspiracy. I just look and who benefits, you know, yeah. who benefits from emissions controls, who benefits from e-logs, who benefits from all this stuff. And it's not the independent, which is the majority of the industry. You know, the majority I of the know. industry yeah. is, 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 is small companies. Um, and Craig Fuller had a great tweet a couple weeks ago. He, he just, it was a thread and he, and he got to the end and he said, the future of trucking is small. It's not big. You know, so for those of you that, that watch things and you go, Oh, the big company's going to take over, honey, if they could take over, they already would have, but they're like 10% mm-hmm. of the industry. They have the buying yeah. power, you know, they have, they do have money to lobby and stuff like that, but. Um, I just don't buy into the the kind of woe is me. We're all you know going out of business. There are unfortunately there are people going out of business. My wife, uh, somebody yep. sent my wife today, said a trucking company for sale, and all these Peterbilts and all these trailers, and it's looking at 2022, 2023, 2021, all these brand new trucks. And I said they're probably got about a million dollars worth of equipment, and they probably owe five million on it, and that's why it's for sale. You know, yeah, and uh, and 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 I I posted a TikTok today that's uh, that's absolutely got the hornet's nest stirred up because I'm look I'm 
we have a truck that was purchased for $3,000. It's got a bad motor. Mm -hmm. But we're going to put a motor in it. We're going to rehab it. We're going to get it on the road, and it's going to be a moneymaker, right? Yeah, yeah. 01, 2000 or 01 century. It's uglier than homemade sin. Yeah, I I grant you that. Um, But but guess what it's going to do? It's going to pass all those 2023 trucks that are sitting on the shoulder with emissions problems, and it's going to go deliver freight. And, uh, but boy, that, <laughs> I mean, I've got the hornet's nest just stirred up. They are, they are mad yeah, as I hell. Bet. They are mad as hell. Um, listen, if y'all aren't following Larry Cawthorn, there's something wrong with you. Y'all, y'all need to go follow this man <laughs> on TikTok because it is absolute comedy gold. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not very good at being funny. I'm, I'm more, I'm more suited to just piss people off, but it drives the algorithm. So, you know, Hey. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not much into comedy. Um, but man, you do a fantastic job with that stuff. Uh, why don't you talk, why don't you talk about your, uh, your endeavors? Cause you've got some stuff going on, don't you? Yeah, I do, man. I have, I have several things going on. So, um, um, number one thing is I'll start from where I currently am right now. Like, um, you know, owner operator. And, and I'm leased on to a company. Um, and from there, you know, I make the TikTok videos. I also run uh, a marketing company as well from the back seat, uh, from the from the cab of the truck. So I'm uh, running that marketing company. I teach people how to do marketing, teach people how to um, get into the industry um, so that they don't have to lose their house, their car, and their marriage. <laughs> trying to get into it. Right. Um and also um I'm up in my comedy game. So I'm about to start doing like comedy shows, different things like that. Um and then in the process of that, you know, been losing weight, been getting in shape, um, so that I can live longer, so I can be active mm-hmm. and been doing like um uh, been training for like some triathlons and stuff like that. So I've been liking that stuff. Mm. Man, I, I we went last week. We went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. My daughter was in a volleyball tournament. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I've sent a friend of mine. He's a chiropractor, and he's like the safety guy over the of the sports uh, organization. And I said, listen, uh, we had a meeting among the parents, and we think next year um, you should go with us and straighten us out because uh, the parents had to endure, you know, sitting, standing, walking, uh, there were numerous reports of sleeping injuries. Uh, we really could use a chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, dude, it took me three days. I mean, it absolutely wore my fat ass out. I was three days around here, absolutely useless, uh, walking around Dollywood, you know. And if you ain't been to Dollywood, yeah. it's uphill both ways. You know, they, there's there's mm-hmm. one little downhill section, but the rest of it is all uphill. Lord have mercy. I mean, I was absolutely wore out. And you would think that that would maybe say, Hey buddy, won't you lose some weight? Nah, um, not going to do that. Um, you know, I'm just going to, <laughs> I'm just going to keep complaining about it or avoid at, at all costs. But, uh, yeah, but I, and I love watching them girls. Have you ever watched girls volleyball? Um, sometimes I do. My uh, God, what it does. I, I get, I got hung in a, you know, TikTok will drag you down these rabbit holes of college, yeah, it, like it, kind it of, prof- sure will professional uh, women's volleyball. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Them girls are serious, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Our girls were third out of 32 teams. 
Um, so mm-hmm. they they did they did a good job. But it's fun. But man, yeah, whew, daddy needed daddy needed some rest. Um, let's yeah, see. how was the conference? Oh, uh, it was fantastic. We had we had a wonderful time. We had about fifty people there. Um, okay. alle- a- allegedly, uh, we did the podcast live from the hotel Friday night. Allegedly, I may have had a little too much to drink. Um, and <laughs> at the end of the podcast, my head was laying down on the on the microphone. I was I was that close uh, to just completely <laughs> falling over. Um, Rich, Richie's girlfriend, fiance, is an enabler. And uh, so she kept shoveling liquor at me, and it just kept going, you know, progressively downhill from there. Um, yeah. But we uh, we did, you know, we had Larry do all the cost saving stuff on Saturday, and then I did the revenue stuff on Sunday because we knew damn well we couldn't do the revenue stuff first because then they they'd ignore all the cost saving stuff. Um, so yeah. we had a little strategy there. But man, we had uh, Rocky was up there aligning trucks in the parking lot, um, and we had. Um, Oh gosh, his name escaped me. Um, he had a he has a two thousand one international, um, like ninety four hundred, and mm-hmm. it it has a more than three year average of over ten miles per gallon. Steve Crump. Um, oh, I think I met him at at Matt's. Yeah, I mean, built his own aerodynamics, but this truck, and he's almost at eleven now. You know, he's, he's creeping yeah. up on 11 mile per gallon average with a 2001 international with a Detroit, um, and, and sit down beside him and ask him a question. And then you can just sit there and listen for an hour. Cause he'll just, he'll just go. And he talks about yeah. the turbo and he talks about the gears. And I mean, the underside of that, that truck and trailer looks like a race car, you know, it looks like mm-hmm. a damn NASCAR cup car. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but we had him there and, uh, but it was just a great time because it, you know, when you get around people that really are excited about learning, yeah, it's a different environment, you know. And so we had a guy from Canada come down. We had people flying Whoa. in from Texas. Um, but man, we had a great time. We wish you could have been there. You'd certainly liven yeah, the place up a little bit, but you know, duty calls. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I think uh, when I was at Max this year. I had walked up there to the Landstar side, and I think I seen David Nyhart. Yeah. And when I seen him, he the one who told me about the guy, and I got a chance to meet him. Is he with Landstar? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he told me about the guy, and I was like, man. Yeah. Like, this dude is doing it. Oh, yeah. And, and, it's just, and it's just ingenuity, you know? And I remember there was a story a few years back, like, Shell Penzel and somebody, Peterbilt or somebody got together. I think it was government money they used. But, dude, they spent God knows how much money to get a truck to go 10 miles a gallon. And I'm like, I bet you Steve Crone didn't spend anywhere, anywhere near what they did, you know. Yeah. And he's getting 10 miles per gallon. But, they, you know, they shaped this truck like a bullet and and all that. <laughs> but, you know, we, we get um, – we we consistently beat the the national fuel surcharge every week. You know, this past yeah. week it was fifty eight, um, and I was telling everybody before you came on, we have two well now three trucks that just changing the driver raised it one mile per gallon. Just everything mm. else was the same, but the driver got in and 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 they didn't miss any loads and they didn't you know 
Uh, they were still making as much revenue as everybody else. Uh, and we have a little competition. We post, everybody has to post their fuel mileage on Sunday. And mm-hmm. then Larry releases a port, a report every Sunday of all of the fuel mileages and the cost per mile. And so it creates a little competition, you know, and everybody wants to be the best. Um, yeah. you know, but even in these old trucks, man, we're, we're beating, we're beating the average. So the fuel's free, really, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, but, I, I seen a truck the other day that I was, I was thinking about getting, man. It was a, I think it was a 1994, um, Freightliner and they wanted like 15,000 for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, boy, I was, <laughs> I seen it on Facebook. And forgot to save it. You know how you refresh. Oh yeah. Like man, where did this thing get? We just we just bought one sight unseen. Uh, I think he paid fifteen for it. It's an 07. Um, and he he called me or texted me. He's like, you know, well, you want to go look at it? You know, he's like, I'll pay five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to drive up and look at it. And and he gave us the specs on it. And Larry's like, the guy wants fifteen. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, pay the man. You know. And so I went up with a toter and towed it home. Um, and I'm, I'm in the middle of rehabbing it right now, but by the time he's done, he's going to have somewhere between 35 and 40 in it. Um, and it's going to have everything new. You know, I've gone, I changed, I I changed the rear axle. Um, cause I got to looking and, uh, it had a pack of shims on the right rear about three inches thick. And I'm like, that, so I started measuring the rear. Somebody hit something and rear axle was bent and I had another junk truck. Yeah. So I, I, I changed the axle housing, but I'm going through new brakes, new drums, new hubs, uh, new shocks, new airbags, engine harnesses, you know, all the cooling stuff. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's all of the stuff that you, the nickel and dime stuff, I'm replacing all that, you know, uh, Rock, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocky did an alignment on it. You know, we're going to throw a new set of tires on it. Um, but man, that truck is going to be, a, a money-making machine. Um, but I have to go through with those details, you know, everything has to be torqued yeah. just right. Everything's got to be secured just right. And that's where I found that trusting mechanics, you know, has, has become, um, a, a, a struggle because pe- people will take broken shit off of your truck to get to whatever you send them after and put broken stuff right back on. I'm like, well, at least tell me, you know, that the broken stuff is yeah. there. Nah, they'll just put broken stuff right back on. And then 20 miles down the road, we're having another problem. Literally could have been fixed if you would have just told me. If you just said, hey, this this $5 part is broke. Would you like me to put a new yeah. one on it? You know, but I, I my friend Chris runs a shop. And, dude, the stories he tells would, you know, he, they, he gets these guys that they want him to duct tape it, you know. Oh no, 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 don't yeah. fix it. Just, 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 you know, and he'll like, all right, man, you know, sign here that I don't have any responsibility for this nonsense, you know? So they don't, a bunch of them don't want their trucks fixed the right way. So when we right. come along and I'm like, no, 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 I want you to fix it. And they're like, what? Fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Please fix it the let first a- time. Let me ask you this right here. What kind of, what kind of tires do you run? Uh, we like to run wide single Michelin X line energy D's. That's what we prefer. Um, we had a little mm-hmm. trouble last year cause they, they were unobtainium. Um, so we ended up with some Yokohamas 
on a couple of trucks because we couldn't find the Michelins. Anyway, we couldn't buy one. I mean, couldn't find one anywhere. But yeah, that's what we prefer. Now, on our platform trucks, we'll run duals just because you can't get the same load rating with the singles that you can with a set of duals. So for running the heavy right. stuff. Uh, but pulling a van, you know, we got Michelin on the front, Michelin on the back. Um, yeah. that's, that's what we're all about, you know, uh, and that's that, what I got too. I got Michelin too. That's what it got everybody fired up because when I posted the video, this $3,000 truck, they're like, Oh, the tires are worth 3000. And I'm like, I did one today. And I'm like, these trucks, these tires, they're going into garbage. You know, I'll mm-hmm. never haul a, a mile of freight with in there. I never even heard of these tires. Dynamo, you know, who the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Uh, of course I've gotten a thousand offers to come and buy them. Well, y'all come on down, you know, yeah. I'll sell them to you for $300 a piece. You can have, you can just have them. Um, but I mean, it's, it's $10,000 a year sometimes, you know, in yeah. fuel savings for tires, yeah. you know, you might as well go ahead. Might as well go ahead and make, this is, this is your moneymaker. This is the, this is a goop that's laying the golden egg. So yeah. why not go ahead and invest in that so you can keep getting golden eggs. And of course, your golden egg may not be uh, big as a softball, but you know it's still a golden egg. It may be big as a as a regular egg that a chicken lay, you know. Yeah. But it's still a golden egg. And yeah. right now, we we're in a state where, uh, you know, the eggs are just a little bit bigger than what the chickens make. But um, we we have been in a place where we don't seen them softball sized eggs. Oh, so we yeah. want to be be able to stay there. And if you can't st- if you if you can't be consistent because of your truck is down, like you might as well just get out the business. Yeah. Because you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, and that and that's you know the TikTok the the YouTube people you know they're we're kind of preaching to the choir. They've all been around, but TikTok, you know, some poor fool is just scrolling, minding his own business, and I pop up in front of him, and I'm just going to horrify him, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what they don't understand is I'm the guy that killed that goose laying those golden eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, I killed yeah. him dead, graveyard dead, you know? <laughs> um, and then I had to look back and say, well, why did this happen? You know? And every right. time, every answer was like, oh, it was me. <laughs> That's why this happened. It was me. Uh, it wasn't Landstar. Yeah. wasn't the agents, wasn't the president, wasn't Congress. It was me. 100% mm-hmm. me. And, uh, and that's part of my mission here because there is an absolute 0% chance that I would manage a fleet just to haul freight. I would not put up with what I have to put up with and be on duty 24-7, 365 just to haul freight. It's watching people's lives be changed. Watching mm-hmm. that minute, man, when it clicks and they get it, that's what I live for, you know. And, yeah. and, I, and I watch them go out the other side and get their own truck and know – how to go be successful and run a sustainable business and know they're not going to be out of business in six months. Um, right. That's what I live for, you know, but just to, just to book loads and haul freight. Oh, hell no. I, at this point I'd go turn wrenches, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of another little, I think mini crisis that we're having. Um, I don't know about your kids, but my daughter's 17 and she's been talking about taking a gap year. You know, cause everybody, oh, you're 17. What are you going to do? Fuck. I don't know. You know? And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, what well, I think you ought to take a gap decade. Mm-hmm. I, I think you should go and, and live a little bit of life. Okay. 
do it right. Don't go into debt. Don't, you know, don't, don't do dumb stuff, but I think you should go live and experience life. And then if you find a course of study, that is something that you now understand and you want to do, well, hell go to college, you know, or go get a trade or whatever. And as I've talked so much more about mechanicking and, and the trades and these people will be like, Oh, there's no money in that. And I'm thinking, I could have built $5,000 two weeks ago by myself. Yeah. You can't, you can't work on $5,000. <laughs> yeah. That's what I be trying to tell people, man. Like, what are you spending your money on? Right. But what they don't get. What kind of lifestyle get, do you have? They don't get, they don't get the, the, they don't get the tie between service, a service attitude and money. Right. They want a job. Well, I, I'm not going. I want thirty dollars an hour, forty dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour. No, go charge the hundred and ten, hundred and twenty. Okay. Now there's some risk involved. You got to work hard. Yeah. You got to do accounting, bookkeeping, taxes, and all that kind of stuff. But go get the hundred and ten dollars an hour. Don't. You know, I love Larry's line. Uh, he says, um, "You allow yourself to be purchased at uh, at wholesale and sold at retail." Well, why don't you sell yourself at retail, you know? Um, And there was a guy I worked for years ago, like like 2000, 2001. He had like 60-some trucks leased to U.S. Express. All right, it was 85 Mm -hmm. cent a mile, loaded and empty. And we run 4,000, 4,500 miles a week, you know? And I asked him one day, I'm like, man, 85 cent a mile, how do you make money? He said, one of the most profound things I ever heard, he said, son, there's pennies laying all over the place. You just got to reach down and pick them up. Oh, okay. Reach down and pick mm-hmm. up those pennies. You know, because profits in this business are not measured in dollars. They're measured in pennies, you mm-hmm. know. And if you'll learn how to pick up those pennies by running the right tires, you know, if yeah. you'll run to pick up those pennies by driving the truck like you got some sense. If yeah. you learn not how to... trying to jackrabbit off the line. Yeah, yeah. You're not John Force, you know. You ain't, you're not in a race. Um, this ain't NASCAR, you know, get that right. truck to do what it needs to do with as little input from you as possible, you know? Um, and of course I found out when I became a lease operator the first time and I had, I was responsible for fuel, I noticed all of a sudden my behavior changed. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, damn, I got to pay for this fuel. I'm going to squeeze that throttle a little bit easier than I used to. You know, and my fuel exactly. mileage went up, you know, um, and, and we talked that we talked so much about identity. You have to see yourself look in the bit in the mirror and see a business person because mm-hmm. business people make different decisions than employees do. And and that's that's the, that's the absolute hardest thing that we have to grasp um, to get people to grasp um, is. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, by the way. Richie just commented on YouTube. You are the reason that Richie Matthews is here. Um, oh, for real? Yeah. He found L Boogie when you interviewed me. Um, yeah. Uh, years ago. What was that? 2019, maybe? Tw- yeah. 2019. Yeah. So Richie watched that video, found us, came to us at 23 years old, by the way. I think he's 25 now, be 26. Um. I mean, he's going to be a gazillionaire, you know, yeah. um, he's, he's about, I think he's about a week away from having a paid for truck, you know? Um, 
and just and now assistant fleet manager you know he's he's helping me in the background um but yeah i mean richie alone made this worth doing it you know because yep. he um has come so far uh from when he showed up here i wouldn't give you a 10 percent chance that he was going to make it now here he is you know truck owner um but but that's that's why i do it you know i i just and and it's so so it's funny to me to see the comment oh this is one of those guys that'll you know pay you 20 cents and y'all y'all don't know me okay get to know me and you'll you 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 won't say that bullshit um see if anything i got more comments anyway how much time you got um, I ain't got that long. Okay. All right. <laughs> My phone about to die. Oh, uh, okay. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on here and helping me out. Uh, it's always a good conversation. Um, yeah, man. If I if I knew that you was going to be on here, I, I mean, I just, I just uploaded a video um, just a few moments ago before I seen you on there and uh, uploaded this video on uh, TikTok about how this UPS driver was had these doubles on there. Y'all need to go check it out. It's on my. Oh, is it the guy that lost two of his trailers like twice in a row? No, no, not oh. that. This right here, they had ain't nobody posted it because uh, it, they just sent it to me yesterday after oh. the video I posted yesterday of the UPS guy that um, that would that had road rage and hit the other guy, swerved the other guy off the road. Oh, yeah. And so, so somebody hit me up. Uh, yeah. So somebody hit me up yesterday, uh, last night and was like, hey, man, this happened to me in August. You know, I really didn't want to put the date on there because um, because I know that they'll be able to find them or whatever. But they say this happened to me in August. It's this truck that had these doubles. It's a FedEx truck. They swerving all over the place. So I just decided I would upload the truck. So mm. I had I had one of those. Over. It was a sweet, sweet, sweet karma. Um, gosh, it must've been 20 years ago. I was going out of 81 in Virginia, it's starting to snow, you know, starting mm-hmm. to get a little bit greasy. And I look in my mirror and there's some dude, I mean, he's four inches off and I get on the radio. I'm like, brother, if you're in that big a damn hurry, just go on. Those FedEx doubles, <laughs> you know, he, he sucks a paint off as me, as it goes by kind of wiggled his back trailer at me, you know, and had something smart to say on the radio yeah. about 15 minutes later. I hear on the radio, back it down, southbound, back it down, back it down. And I get down there, and that rear trailer's got away from me and hit oh. one of those bridges and exploded. I mean, it looked Jeez. like a damn bomb went off. Now, he was still upright, but that trailer, it was packages. It was not going to reach their destination. Um, and so everybody's slowing down. Well, he's standing out in front of that truck looking at the cop, and as I went he went by, I just kind of tooted my whistle at him, gave him the finger. But, you know, that, yeah. karma. You know, yeah, it, that's it, what you you see that a lot of times over there on on I eighty, where where you see, you know it's snowing, you know it's ice on the road, everybody is going fifteen to nineteen miles an hour, and then you see somebody passing you at thirty five, mm-hmm. and then two minutes later you see him in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, Billy Big Rigger doesn't have a very good track record when it comes to stuff like that. You know, <laughs> um, now listen, I. I, I'm the pot calling the kettle black because when I first started driving in the first five years, I drove like an idiot. It's a miracle I'm still alive. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, my uncle was a 40 year driver, and on the way to truck driving school in '97, 
I said, you got any advice for me? He said, yep, you can go down the hill a thousand times too slow and only once too fast. And it ain't what you make a mile. It's what you make a week. And buddy, I've carried them two with me for a long, long time, you know, uh, cause that's true now, you know, um, it ain't what you make a mile. It's what you make a week, you know, um, we have an $8,000 a week, um, uh, goal, revenue goal. Uh, and yep. of course, Larry, you know, Larry's got data and he sent me a, a thing the other day, um, that we have, we've done like 80 some percent of our, of our goal. what I do? Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, truck revenue. The target was 1.9 and the actual is 1.4. So we're like seven, we're like 70 some percent of our goal, you know, for the year in 2023, our average loaded rate per mile is $3 and 30 cents for the year. I I mean, I'll take it, you know, in this, in this rate environment, $3 and 30 cent a mile loaded mile with uh, about 19 or 20% deadhead. Deadhead's a little high, but yeah, you know, sometimes you got to go get that freight. You know, I'd like it to get it. I'd like it to be fifteen percent, but you know, um, I'll take a five for being five percent over on deadhead at three dollars and thirty cent a mile uh, in this yeah. rate environment. Um, now, what, what kind of tools do you guys use um, to be able to keep up with your profit and loss statement? Is it the thing that that Landstar gives away, or no, a- no? We have a spreadsheet that we track every load in, right? So every mm-hmm. week, you know, we track trailer numbers, who we and talk this, to. This, these are gems right here for anybody that's listening. These are yeah. gems right here. This is exactly what you need to do and to be able to, for your business to grow and to be able to see exactly where you're going in business. 100%. And if you go to the link in our bio, in, in anywhere, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, you can download those spreadsheets. Um, so we track every load. Uh, who we talk to, the phone number, the agent code, um, you know, all the revenue, the miles, trailer numbers, all that stuff. And then Larry uses QuickBooks. Uh, and then every Wednesday, you know, Larry's going through line by line of the settlement, t- tracking everything down to the penny. And then we can kind of, because QuickBooks doesn't have a mileage component. So we kind of have to take the information from QuickBooks and match it with our spreadsheet. Uh, but we track everything, yeah. you know. Uh, and it, you know, I don't. When you were with Landstar, I don't know if you ever got hung with a trailer number on you you hadn't seen in six months, and all of a sudden your truck's on hold because of some trailer, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I had that happen to me. A truck gets put on hold for a trailer inspection, and we we haven't had that trailer in months, you know. And so I called this guy in uh, Rockford, and I said, "Hey, I need to get this trailer off of me." He says, "What, what'd you, what'd you do with it?" And I'm like, "Oh, we dropped it here on this mm-hmm. tape." And he's like, well, there's eight other trailers on here. And I'm like, well, send them to me. So he sends me the eight trailer numbers. And I'm like, drop this one here, drop this one here, drop this one here. Took me five minutes. And he was like, I ain't never seen anything like that in my life. And I'm like, because we track every damn thing. You know? Um, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not getting hit that's with a, a toll. That's a machine right there. Yeah. Because if it ain't wrote down, it didn't happen. You know, exactly. And that's business 101. And that's what makes us the lunatics of the trucking business because we run trucking like you'd run a business. You know, we got profit yeah. and loss statements. We know, you know, if tolls are creeping up, getting a little too high, we're like, hey, yank back on that chain a little bit. What are y'all doing? 
you know, if, if the mm-hmm. fuel gets out of whack. But we know weekly. We know weekly what these trucks yep. are doing, what kind of money they're making, what the margins are, what the spread are, where we should go, where we shouldn't go. And all of those are database decisions into our friend right here, the BSE 9000. Um, yeah. And if it don't make sense, we don't do it, you know. Um, so it takes a lot of the. And, and, let me say, and let me say this right here. Even if you are a company driver, I'm sure that you can go ahead and download this right now. Mm-hmm. Download the spreadsheet or whatever. And start using this even if you're a company driver. One hundred percent. Because you, you got to start somewhere. Start with that right there and figure out. Okay, what what is it gonna cost me to live? I remember when I first went to orientation at Landstar, and um, they was um, uh, they was telling us, okay, find out how many bills you got. What is what is it that you need to pay every month or whatever? And then they broke it down and said, okay, I think it was cabs class. Then they broke it down and they said, okay, this is what you need. To, you don't need to run no load for less than this right here. Mm-hmm. You don't need to run no load for less than this right here. If you do, you just basically run it for free because you got you to gotta have money to put back for every one of these expenses plus taxes plus, you know, other things that may come up. Um, so, yeah, yep. man. Well, and I, good stuff. I did it too after my truck blew up and, and I was a company driver. I had to go once a month to North Carolina to haul acetylene down there, bring it back. And they'd put us up in a hotel. And I had downloaded mm-hmm. two years of bank statements. And I had this big three-ring binder, with, and I went through with a highlighter. I went through the business. I went through the personal. I went through all my settlements. And my, I would still be in business today if I had saved 18, 18 cents a mile. 18 cents a mile paid for everything, you know? I'm not broke. Yeah. I, it, the the difference would have been when that when that motor popped, April seventeenth, April seventh of twenty seventeen. The phone call to my wife would have been, "Hey man, uh, uh, motor blew up, um, so I'm gonna come home for a couple of weeks while it's being fixed." Like that, rather than, "Oh my God, we're so screwed," you know. Um, yeah. It, it, all I had to do was eighteen pennies every mile, you know, but yeah. I didn't. And I didn't have any money saved, and when it blew up, I was done, you know. And that was that was one hundred percent my fault. Nobody else to blame, um, mm-hmm. you know. And you you cannot get in business if you are not going to accept responsibility for being in business. Um, right. You just can't do it. So, and it's gonna have to be some sacrifices being made. I, I tell people all the time when you first getting in the business, uh, don't even think about trying to live that first year. Mm-mm. Just keep doing like you've been doing. Mm-mm. Put that money back. And it's like having a baby. Starting a business is like having a baby. Um, mm-hmm. For that first five years, if you don't feed them, they'll die. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Wait did, a minute. Did your phone die? You went black on me, but I can hear you. Uh-oh. Well, I think his, I think his phone battery caught up to him. All right. Well, that was a fun conversation with Larry Cawthron. Oh, there he is. He's back. Can you hear me now? Am I here? There you are. Okay. Did your phone die? It's about to. It's about to. All right, man. Well, I'm, I'll let you go. Get back to it. Um, appreciate you coming on, hanging out with me. That was fun. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a tale of two Larrys. I appreciate um, you, too. Yeah, well, you know, we'll just check. <laughs> yeah, anytime, man, you DB, just send me a text. Yeah, you know, this Larry's a whole lot better looking than the other one, you know? 
So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right, we'll see you. Okay. Uh, Somebody was asking uh, Kyle on TikTok, where were were you at Landstar when your truck blew up? Uh, I was at Landstar. I was leased to Landstar. Um, uh, uh, Go into the, if you want to download the spreadsheet, go to the, go to our profile. Okay. Our TikTok profile or YouTube or Instagram, whatever. It's a link in bio. You click that and you'll see it there. It says spreadsheet. You click on it. There's Apple, there's Excel and there's Google sheets. Uh, but yeah, I was, um, um, I was leased to Landstar. I, I started with Landstar in March of 2014. My truck blew up April 7th, 2017. Uh, I was at the Petro in Scranton. Uh, I had pulled in there the night before, shut the truck off, went to bed, um, went inside, ate breakfast, took a shower, came back up, started a truck. It was running really weird and rough, and it was puffing black smoke. And um, I got one of the shop guys to walk up and look at it, and it's just sitting there, just chug, 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 chug. And I'm like, what the hell? And the, the, like, the throttle wouldn't respond, and I'm like, what is wrong with this truck? And he was like, well, you know, see if you can roll it down to the shop. And I'm like, okay, I released the brakes. And the sound of the engine changed when I released the brakes and I start rolling forward because it's downhill in the end of the shop. I was just going to let it coast. And I pulled out and I, I started to give it a little gas and another truck came around the corner. And so I kind of hit the brakes. And when I did, she went from 500 to 3,500 RPM like that. And, and I knew what was happening. It was running away. It had a hole in a piston or something. And I just jammed it in first gear and dumped the clutch, and it brought the RPMs down. But I could hear, knock, 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 knock. And um, and so I towed it to the uh, Detroit shop uh, there in Scranton. And he he walked. They didn't even, they didn't even open the hood. They pulled plugged into it, ran an ECM report, showed three thousand five hundred and seventy seven RPMs. He said, "I don't know what's broke, but it's broke bad. Um, we'd have to tear it down." And I didn't have any money, you know. And I had made this joke earlier uh, with my wife and them, and I was like, I mean, hell, if it all goes bad, I'll just go to Swift and be a trainer. And um, and so he came in with that ECM report and told me what he found, and I picked up the phone and called Swift, and seven days later, I was a Swift orientation. Sold the truck on Facebook Marketplace for $5,000. No idea where it's at now. Now, now I and I did ask that guy like a year later. I sent him a message and I'm like, "What was wrong with it?" And he said, "It was a piston or a rod or something." He fixed it and and started hauling freight with it. So, um, but it was it it broke at like nine nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety miles. Like I was I was getting ready the next day to turn a million, uh, and it broke ten ten miles before a million you know, is what it is. Um, but it took me, um, uh, that happened April 7th of 2017 and like March 18th of 18, I came to work for Larry and the rest is history. Here we are five years later, um, five and a half, you know? Um, but you know, listen, I, I would not wish that on anybody, but I, yet I see it every day, every single day. I see the Facebook posts. I see the TikToks. I, I, I see Shannon, you know, I don't, I don't know, Shannon, the, the pretty lady that's always making the videos about brokers. And, 
You know, listen, I, I see all that stuff. And I, it's not that I don't feel bad for you. I do. It sucks. It sucks. It's horrible. But there's one person to blame. You bought too much truck. You got in too much debt. You pulled the wrong freight. You leased to the wrong company. You, you went on your own when you shouldn't have gone on your own. You got your numbers when you should have leased to somebody. You know, your decisions will decide whether or not you make it. 95% of first-time owner-operators fail. 95%. We didn't make that up. Those are the numbers. And so in 21 and 22, when everybody and their brother bought a truck and, and I mean, looked at the, the prices, went up to $250,000 for a new truck. We told you then it wasn't sustainable. We told you in 2021 and we told you in 2022, this is not sustainable. This will not last. You cannot use these rates at astronomical highs, never before in the history of the trucking industry, rates, four, five, six, seven dollars a mile. You cannot build a business based on that. You got to build a business based on about two dollars, 225, because that's reality right? Well, if you build your business to run at $2 and the rates go to five, you ought to be taking wheelbarrowfuls of money to bank. But that's not what happened, did it? You got into business when the rates were stupid. You based your business and your ability to survive on those rates. And then it crashed, which is Rinse, leather, repeat. That's what this industry does. It goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. And so what we're seeing right now is trucking companies are dropping like flies. And you know what that means? When they when you see the metric on freight waves, I can't remember the guy's name, but he just did a TikTok about it the other day. Carriers leaving the business. Carriers leaving. You know what? That, that's people. That's individuals. Carriers leaving the market. Yeah, you'll see the one about the 100-year-old company. Well, look behind the curtain. That 100-year-old company that everybody was squalling about last week was bought by a venture capital firm in January. It only took them nine months to bleed it dry and bankrupt it. It had nothing to do with a 100-year-old company. It had everything to do with a trucking company, which are cash cows, being swallowed up by venture capital, and then they suck all the money out of them until they're dry, and then they bankrupt them. So if you're driving a truck right now for a 100-year-old company, and you find out it's been purchased by venture capital, run like hell. Because the ship is sinking, okay? And you're the first one to go. You'll, you're the one that's going to get the phone call, hey, uh, listen, we don't have any money for a fuel card, um, so... Uh, <clears throat> wish you the best of luck. And I look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a capitalist, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a free market guy. Um, but these VC firms, when they get a hold of trucking companies, the end is nigh. Okay. But you, you got to know who you're working for. I saw somebody whining. I was in some Facebook group. They were going on about the Russians in Chicago. Who's going to hold them accountable? You are. Don't work for them. If they're that bad. And what was funny is, of course, always got to go to the comment section. There was a lady, kind of had an Eastern European kind of last name. And, she, dude, she's giving this guy the business. 
she's I mean she they're going back and forth there's there's 50 comments just him just these two yelling at each other and he said oh well they they gave me a contract but then they didn't give me a contract she's like okay so wait a minute so you went to work for a company didn't sign a contract or did sign a contract that you didn't read or they didn't give you a copy of and yet you continued to work for them for a month and were shocked that you didn't get paid <coughs> Hello. Every driver that comes to work for us signs a contract. It says what they're going to do, and it says what we're going to do. And if either one of us breaks the contract, you leave, which is what you should do. Okay? But again, life is a lot more peaceful if you start accepting responsibility for your own actions and decisions, or lack thereof. I mean, if you just wander through the forest, you're going to get eaten by a bear, you know? So know who you're working for. Know what their history is. Know what their financial position is. Know who's paying the bills. Know, know what you're doing. Go in with your eyes open, okay? But you don't, you don't deserve a job. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I, people come here, and so I'm like, are you looking for a job? Well, yeah, No. If you come here to Blue Ribbon looking for a job, you will be miserable. You will hate me, and I'll sleep like a baby. Because we're not, we're, not, we're not here to give truck drivers jobs. We're here to change your life, right? We're here to give you a life-changing experience to show you what it looks like, okay? And, and sometimes when you see the sausage being made, you don't want to eat the sausage anymore, right? That, that happens, We've literally had people come in and go, I didn't know it was all of this. I didn't know you had to do that. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, if you want to survive in business, this is how you got to do it. You know, and they go, oh, well, maybe I don't want to be in business. Well, good. I mean, that's that's great. Now, if you once you've decided, okay, being in business is not for me, well, what your alternative is to create value. You still put others' needs ahead of your own. But you make yourself more value. You specialized. You 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 learn how to do something. You you know heavy haul tanker. If you're going to drive a truck, go go figure out how to create the most value for people, and you'll be fine. But if you if you have to if if you have to be waited on hand and foot all the damn time, you're going to be miserable. Right? So you don't have to be in business to be free. It helps a lot. Um, but the more valuable you make yourself to someone else, the more money you're going to make, the more peace you're going to have in your life, the better off things are going to be for you. But if you're kind of a typical truck driver with that axis of the universe stuck in the top of your head, you're going to be miserable. And you're going to make everybody around you miserable. Because you think, I am a truck driver, and so therefore I deserve... No, you don't. No, you don't. You do not. Uh, I'm looking at comments here. For quarterly inspections with Landstar, what day of the week are you doing it? Well, we don't do it on a day of the week. I mean, it, we just do it whenever it's due. It's uh, 120 days. Um... Let's see. Let me check YouTube comments. Uh, 
Do, do, do. Uh, yeah, I guess they're talking in the comments about re, uh, the re we do restarts um, every weekend. And, and here's the main reason. Okay, again, the reason that we do resets and don't run on recap. Okay, it's very simple. The best money at Landstar is being able to book yourself out into next week. Okay. Well, if you're going to pick up that phone and call, say, today's Friday, okay, and you're going to call an agent for a load that's next Wednesday, and you're going to tell them, yeah, I can be there, well, you better damn sure know that you can be there, right? And you better know without any question that you have enough hours. And so that's why we do the reset every weekend, because when I'm booking for people, I don't listen I had a couple get hung up, you know, on a weekend and wasn't able to get a reset and we're chasing hours. It it's molasses in your gears, right? Because now I've got to sit here and think, okay, you know, how many hours is he going to have on Thursday? And, you know, I'm trying to calculate all this shit and I, okay, well, I can only get this much load and you need to have every option available to you. And so that's why we reset every weekend. I want you shut down Friday night. I want you rolling back on Sunday. You know, and that way I know Monday through Friday, I don't have a question about whether or not you've got the hours, right? Um, it just running on recap in a system like this, a system like this to get the max money running on recap is just an, it's just another layer on top uh, because literally, I, and I'm, y'all, I'm not exaggerating. When the good loads pop up, you got about three seconds to hit that button and call it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bullshit. Okay. I have my push notifications set up. And when that load pops up, I know I've got my alert set like I like it. Right. So if, if I get an alert, I know I'm at least passively interested in that load. But if I see an agent code that I'm used to and I, or I see a city and state, I've got about three seconds to hit that button and call it, or it's gone. Gone. You know, if you're waiting for the email to come from the load alert, don't even call. It's gone. It's gone. In a market like this, now, you know, 2021, 2022, yeah, hell, it didn't matter. $5 mile loads would sit on there for a day. But right now, that three, four, five dollar mile stuff, and when that shit lights up, you got three seconds to hit that button, or it's gone. So I have to know that you've got the hours because, boom, I'm going to call the, hey, you still got that A to B? Yeah, I do. Book it. Are you sure you make it? Yep. Well, well, hang on a minute. Let me calculate and see how many hours I'm going to have. Nope. Next. You've got seconds for the good loads. That's why I'm the trip planning ninja. That's why I'm world's best fleet manager. Because, I mean, I'm, I had two trucks – I had two $9,000 weeks this week pulling shit off the board, you know, two cold calls. Uh, I think one where I called an agent and I'm like, Hey, do you have a, an A to B? Oh yeah. Yeah. We got one. It hadn't made it to the board yet, but I knew the potential that it could be on the board because I've been in that area before and I've hovered that agent before I knew there was a possibility that that load could be available. So I called her, Hey, will you have one of these on Wednesday? 
And, you know, I hear ruffling through papers. Yeah, yeah, we haven't posted those yet, but yeah, we'll have one Wednesday. Well, let, let me go ahead and have one of those. You know, that was a $5 a mile load, by the way. Right? Relationships, 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 relationships. You have to make them believe and know with every fiber of their being that you are their guy. And when, and I've got, did y'all, there's agents that I can call and I, da, 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 and they answer, oh, hey, Chris. They already know when they see my number, okay? You can do that too. It takes time, right? But I know where the 4 and $5 a mile stuff is because it's contract freight. Now, it'll eventually get renegotiated, um, but... That's how I'm able to put $9,000 a week on a truck this week. You know, I had a couple of those, right? Um, neon Saturn, does the OPS actually work? Yes, it does. We have been using OPS since 2009. We have a 2007 Freightliner Columbia with a Mercedes with 1.8 million miles on the original engine. Now, correlation, causation, and all that, but... It's had an OPS on it since 300,000 miles. Usually you have to rebuild a Mercedes by three times in that, in that amount of time. Uh, but, but aside from that, it's the ability to get that sample every 25,000 miles and know exactly what's going on inside that engine. Every 25,000 miles. So every six, eight weeks, we're pulling a sample. Okay, I know what's going on inside that engine. Um. Rondo, just watch your video regarding bad tires. Well, bless your heart, Rondo. Stay out of the comment section. You'll get brain cancer. Um, 9,000 gross, 9, gross. It's gross money, right? Um, I don't, because listen, you, <clears throat> I know a bunch of y'all get, you get just get your, your panties in a wad over the two of the truck thing, but here's the deal. If you take truck A, Runs under its own authority. Truck B is leased to a carrier. Doesn't matter if it's Landstar. Leased to a carrier. Okay? Both trucks have to have insurance. Both trucks got to have permits. Both trucks got to have license. Both trucks got to have fuel. Both trucks got to have a driver. Okay? We exchange a percentage of the revenue to cover some of the expenses that the person with their authority has to have. We Our cost for that stuff is zero. Our cost for cargo liability is zero. Zero dollars. Okay? Well, if you're paying cargo liability out of your gross rate and our cargo liability is being paid out of the gross rate but a percentage to the carrier, I'm going to talk in gross numbers because it's apples and apples. I'm not going to compare the difference because you can't say, oh, well, I'm, I've got my own authority and I'm going to talk about my money, but I, I, I'm not going to count my insurance. That, that would be stupid. So it's gross money. Uh, fifty-eight fifty to the truck. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Let's see. Let's see. 9,000, more like 6480, because again, you guys hear 65% and you forget about the fuel surcharge. So it's more like 72 because the six, the, the 35% only comes out of the line haul. Doesn't come out of the fuel surcharge. So the fuel surcharge goes straight to the truck. The 65 is only on the line haul. And some accessorials. <clears throat> so it's not 65, it's 72. 
If you want to know what a Landstar truck is getting of the gross number, calculate 72%. Now, if they have their own trailer, add another seven. So it'd be 79%. So if you're pulling a platform trailer or your own van trailer, you're going to get about 79% of the load, not 65, not 72, right? So we can tell you with all of the years of running this, um, it's more like 72 when you calculate it out. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts. When I was a BCO, I couldn't get fuel surcharge out of the agents. Well, you're going to get fuel surcharge on every single load. But here's what you have to remember. Some of those fuel surcharges are contract-based, okay? I know, I think it's Dow Chemical. Uh, and John Deere is horrible about this, but we don't do much with him, okay? But it's like a 32-cent-a-mile fuel surcharge contracted, and nobody can change it. The, the agent can't monkey with it. But guess who can? Guess who can give you maximum fuel surcharge on every load and do? All those foreign agents in Ukraine that y'all hate? That third-party C.H. Robbins and stuff that y'all hate and say, oh, well, well, guess who will give you max fuel surcharge on every single load? And then some, usually. <laughs> I'm going to deal with those foreign agents. Okay, well, that's fine. I, I will. I will. 15 or 20% of the loads that we do are brokered freight. So please don't call them. I will. Because <clears throat> guess what? Um, if I haul a direct shipper load or I haul a broker load, guess what happens on Wednesday? If we turn the paperwork in, we get paid. So I don't give a shit. I don't care. They could be on the moon. They they could have they could they could be on Mars, okay, with an internet connection. And if they will call and book me a CH Robinson load, I will haul the sun bitch. I don't care where they are. They could be on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I don't care. Get me a freight bill and I will haul it. Do we have problems with loads canceled? Sure we do. I had a TQL. I mean, you talk about screwing a deadheaded almost 400 miles. Because, listen, it was months and months and months ago. But had a guy in the Northeast, and I couldn't buy a load. And I finally found one. It wasn't all that great, but it was, you know, it was going to cover us. Deadheaded almost 400 miles got up there. Oh, sorry, somebody picked that load up yesterday. Here's a $150 Tonyu. <laughs> but... Hauled a damn TQL load last week. No problem. C.H. Robinson loads cancel. Direct shipper loads cancel. It's truck shit happens, y'all. It happens. Loads cancel. I deadheaded a guy 560 miles last week. Load canceled. I looked for an alternative. There wasn't jack. Okay, it was it was a desert wasteland. But that was a direct shipper load that he uh, had for the for the next day. Um, and I couldn't leave her hanging. Right. Because she'd already been calling me. Do you have any other trucks? And I'm like, nope, sorry, I don't. And so I deadheaded a truck 560 miles to pick up her load. Well, the truck still for the week, did 7,300. 
So we lost a load. It was a cheap load. It was like 1100 bucks or something, but it was just to get from, you know, one load to the next. But if that load wouldn't have canceled, the week would have been 8200 over our goal, but instead it was 7200 under our goal. Um so I did headed 566 miles to honor my commitment to take care of an agent that always takes care of me. Because when I text her, I've got her personal cell phone number right over here on the other screen. Hey, uh, I got a truck going to be near your place on Wednesday. You got something? Nope, but you'll be the first to know. And so I get her shit before it even hits the board. So they know that they can count on us. They know that when I send them a driver, except that one lady, Mm, I won't go there. Uh, 72% 72% with no trailer maintenance to worry about and huge fuel discount drastically reduces the risk. Yep. Thank you, Kyle. Listen, my trailer cost zero. Insurance cost zero. Best fuel discounts in the industry. Um, LCAP. I mean, the, damn, those super singles are like $1,600 a piece now. And we get like a $500 per tire discount through LCAP. So, listen, yeah, listen, you want to talk trash about Landstar? I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care if, you know, don't lease the Landstar. I don't want you to. It's more freight for me, right? But if you ask me the question, well, hey, listen, I'm, uh, I've never been in business before and I'd really like to get in a trucking business. Where should I go? Landstar. Because they give you the support system that you desperately desperately need you sure as hell don't need to go get your own authority if you've never been in business in your life leasing a care leasing to a carrier when you're brand new is training wheels okay it's baby steps learn how to run your business because when you got your own authority and the good ones will tell you this the shysters and the scammers won't tell you this but the good people that run with their own authority have multiple trucks and fleet, they will tell you every T has to be crossed and every I has to be dotted. And if you don't, that federal that audit, they'll they'll shut your ass down. It's not something to be trifled with. Okay? You don't you don't you don't go get your own authority unless you really know what the hell you're doing. And that should tell you, okay, blue ribbon, 10 truck fleet probably be 13 by the end of the year, 14. Growing in 2023, by the way. We got a 50-year businessman, okay, that has numbers like you wouldn't believe. If being, if having our own numbers was financially beneficial, don't you think we'd already have them by now? Don't you think the guy with all the spreadsheets and the reams and reams and reams and reams of documents and data? Because I can tell you right now, if anybody could do it and do it well, it'd be Larry Long. But Larry Long ain't getting his own numbers. Why? Risk. Managing risk. Every decision made with our friend, the calculator. I'm not mad at you if you want to get your own authority, okay? But y'all, don't act like 
it's it's something that's easy because it's not easy. The good ones, again, the good ones will tell you that it's not easy. Is it worth it? Probably in the long term. Probably worth it. But see, the good ones, find the good ones, okay? Let's just do that because they won't bullshit you. Again, have y'all ever heard the difference between a truck driver story and a fairy tale? You know, fairy tale begins once uh, once upon a time, you know, and ends with they lived happily ever after. And a truck driver story, man, you ain't going to believe this shit. And ends with, that's no shit, I've seen it. Right? But y'all get suckered. You you go find somebody to, con- to confirm your existing bias. Well, listen to a carrier's bad, and I should go get my own authority. No, you should not. You should not. You, if you really want to be in the trucking business, okay, you need to go pay cash for a truck. Cash. No debt, no payments. Lease it to a carrier. Hell, Mercer, I don't care. I mean, shit, lease it to Prime, I, Swift, whoever. Learn how to run your business. Learn how to do your bookkeeping and your accounting. Pay your theft, I mean taxes. Okay? Then... Then, if you're hell-bent, it's your heart's desire to go get your own authority, by all means, go do it. But if you are going, if you have never been in business, you've never done a P&L, you don't have the habits that it takes, because here's what happens. You buy a truck, come to Landstar, okay? When my truck blew up on April 7, 2017, and I cleaned it out into a Penske truck, I bet you I found $5,000 worth of deductible expenses laying under the bed. Receipts. Because you got to make those habits. Oh, here is a receipt. I must scan it right now. I must account for this right now. I have to do my accounting daily or weekly or monthly. Those are new habits. Guys, that don't happen overnight. Talk to a guy, bless his heart, uh, yesterday or day before. I think he's going to come to the program. Was with Landstar seven or eight months. And I said, well, did you do any accounting? Uh, no. I sent my stuff to ATBS. I'm like, do you know what your fuel cost was? Is percentage of revenue? Do you know what your revenue was? He was like, oh, you know, two, three hundred thousand. I said, send me your last settlement of 2022 and your last settlement from this year. And I added them together. It was like 130,000. <clears throat> our trucks would do 260000 in that same amount of time. So if he comes, <laughs> he's in for a big surprise. But the maintenance and the this, that, and the other. Bought a 2012 truck that some jack leg had put a Detroit 60 Series in. I'm like, so you realize that truck was illegal, right? Oh, yeah, 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 I think so. You don't, you don't take that kind of risk. And stay in business. You Listen, you can shoot heroin temporarily. So you can do all manner of really, really stupid things for a short period of time. So you can even look around and say, what? See, these people are doing it and he's doing it. Uh-huh. How long are they doing it for? That's the question. I made it f- uh, three years. Right? I worked my ass off, 
I was really good at revenue. I was really good at, you know, relationships and all that stuff and had dedicated freight. I was fantastic. And I went broke. I don't want that to happen to you. Click Rebel, is there going to be any issue using max mileage this winter with Howe's anti-jail? No, there's not. Call Pittsburgh Power. I should know the answer to this. I believe, I might should keep my mouth shut. I'm thinking they've got a new product that has the anti-jail in it, but call Pittsburgh Power. Uh, but no, you you can run you can run anti-jail with with Catalyst. It's not a big deal. But I I want to say the guy that's sponsored by Pittsburgh Power should probably know this, but I don't. Um, but to answer your question, no, running houses is not. Um, uh, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, what are good tires? Good tires are low rolling resistance. That's what good tires are. How long have I been going now? Have I been going almost two hours? I have been going almost two hours. Oh, yeah. Rocky said they have a winter blend catalyst. Um, Sweet Padre on YouTube says, I have my own numbers and I'm considering going over to Landstar. My truck is paid off. My trailer's paid off six years in business. Listen, it ain't it, it ain't for everybody, okay? Um, it is it is not for everybody, and I'm I'm pretty sure it ain't for me, right? Um. So anyway, well, y'all, um, it's been a pleasure doing this uh, by myself. Uh, thank God for Larry Cawthorn to come in and save my ass. Um, let me have a let's let me have a look at the calendar. Next week, I'm going to have to have a podcast on Friday because I have to tow a truck to Jacksonville next weekend. So we should have, I think, um, or we might move it to Sunday, and I might do it from the road. I don't know. Stay tuned. How about that? Um, Because anything can happen. But I've got a lot (laughs) We talked a couple of weeks ago about this list that I've got. It was like a mile long, and I'd be in a lot better shape if I had, um, you know, three extra hours in the day and an extra day in the week. But unfortunately, um, I have to drive to Jacksonville next weekend. So, and my daughter's got a game Friday night. So, we shall see. So, stay tuned, and I will let y'all know. And so, anyway, with that, I'm going to bid y'all good evening. Because I've got, I could spit a pair of long underwear right now. I've got unbelievable cotton mouth. I'm going to shut her down. Y'all be good. Be safe. We'll see you next time.